Great Geek Refuge presents The Hitchhiker by Lucille Fletcher, adapted by Mariah Beachboard, James Rambo, and Mike Lunsford. Keep your eyes on the road, friend. I'm at a rest stop on Route 66, just west of Gallup, New Mexico. If I tell it, perhaps it'll help me. Keep me from going, <laughs> going crazy. I gotta tell this quickly. I'm not crazy now. I feel perfectly well, maybe a little sleep deprived. My name is Ronald Adams. I'm 22, single, tall, brown hair, blue eyes, clean shaven, well, I was clean-shaven before this all started. I drive a 76 Volvo station wagon. I was born in Brooklyn. All this I know. I know that I'm at this moment perfectly sane. That it's not me who's gone mad, but something else. Something utterly beyond my control. I've got to speak quickly. At any minute, I won't be able to. This might be the last thing I ever tell on Earth. The last night I ever see the stars. Six days ago, I left Brooklyn to drive to California. Goodbye, Ronnie. Good luck to you, son. Goodbye, Ma. Oh, okay, fine. Another hug. <laughs> I'll call you as soon as I get out there. Wait, I'll come out with you to the car. Oh, no, it's, it's raining. Stay here at the door. <gasps> hey, what's this? Tears? I thought you promised me you wouldn't cry. Oh, I know, dear. I, I'm sorry, but I... I hate to see you go. Ma, I'll be back. Once I strike it big, like Ted Danson, I'll be flying back and forth all the time. I'll even take you out to L.A. with me. Oh, it isn't that. It's Come it's on. Just... Would you please be excited for me? I'm going to be a star. It's just a trip. Ronnie, I wish you weren't driving. Oh, Ma, come on. People do it every day. I know, but you'll be careful, won't you? Promise me you'll be extra careful. Don't fall asleep or, or drive fast or pick up any strangers on the road. Ma, I'm not a kid. I'll be fine. And call me as soon as you get to Hollywood. Of course. Promise me. Of course, I will. Don't worry. Nothing is going to happen. It, it's just eight days of smooth, civilized roads with a hamburger or hot dog stop every few hours. Maybe some of these other places will have some decent pizza. I love you, son. I love you, too. I'll call you soon. The drive ahead of me seemed like fun. I mean, the freedom, the exploration, nothing to do but drive across the whole width of America. It was going to be an adventure of a lifetime. But that was all before him. Crossing the Brooklyn Bridge that morning in the rain, I swerved to avoid a pothole and I saw a man leaning against the cables. 
He seemed to be waiting for a lift. There were spots of fresh rain on his shoulders. He was carrying a briefcase. He was thin, nondescript, with a cap pulled over his eyes. I would have forgotten him completely, except that just an hour later, while on the Jersey Turnpike near Cherry Hill, I saw him again. At least he looked like the same person. I mean, it looked like the same guy. He was standing now with one thumb pointed south. Uh, I couldn't figure out how he'd gotten there, but I thought probably like a trucker had picked him up. Uh, you know how those trucks are on the turnpike. He must have flown past me and then let him off. I didn't stop for him. Then, late that night, I saw him again. It was on the Pennsylvania Turnpike between Harrisburg and Pittsburgh. I decided that I was going to take a pit stop. Maybe grab a soda or something. I got off the exit ramp and was sitting at a stoplight when I saw him. Standing in front of a stop sign by the side of the road. I could see him quite distinctly. The briefcase. The cap. Even the spot of fresh rain spattered over his shoulders. This is the first time I had heard his voice, though. Hello! 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 I stepped on the gas and ran the red light. It's lonely country through the Alleghenies. I mean, the coincidences or whatever they were. I mean, how could one person travel that fast? It has to be different people or... I stopped at the next gas station with a convenience store. Hey there. Can I get $10 on pump two, please? Certainly, sir. Got much further to go? Yeah, actually, I'm heading out to Los Angeles. Wow, that's a whole lot of driving. Need to grab some coffee or a sandwich or something? Yeah, I, m I might do that. Say, it hasn't been raining here recently, has it? Not a drop of rain all week. Oh? Oh, I suppose that hasn't done your business any harm. Oh, people drive through here in all kinds of weather. Mostly business, though. Truckers, salesmen, you know the type. But there aren't many tourists out on the turnpike this season of the year. <laughs> I, I suppose not. What, um, or, uh, what about hitchhikers? <laughs> hitchhikers? Here? You never see any? <laughs> not much. If we did, it'd be a sight for sore eyes. Why? A guy'd have to be a fool to hitch rides on this road. Look at it. Don't get me wrong, mister. I like my job, but we ain't exactly a destination, you know? Then you've never seen anybody? No. Maybe they get picked up before the turnpike starts? I mean, you know, just before the toll booth? But then it'd be a mighty long ride. Yeah, but I'm thinking that- Most cars wouldn't want to pick up a guy for that long a ride. And you know, this is a pretty lonesome country here. Mountains and woods. You ain't seen anybody like that, have you? Oh, no. Oh, no. No, not, not, not at all. I was just, um, a technical question. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Uh, with the sandwich, the chips, the soda, and the gas, you're looking at 14 The thing gradually passed through my mind is a sheer coincidence. I had a good night's sleep in Pittsburgh. I didn't think about the man all next day until, until just outside of Zanesville, Ohio. I saw him again. It was a bright, sunshiny afternoon. The peaceful Ohio fields, brown with the autumn stubble, lay dreaming in the golden light, and I was driving slowly, drinking it all in, finally enjoying this trip. When the road suddenly ended in a detour, in front of the barrier, he was standing. Let me explain about his appearance before I go on. There was nothing sinister about him. He was as drab as a faded fence post. His attitude wasn't even scary. Not really. 
He just stood there with his briefcase, waiting. He looked up. He hollered at me and walked towards me. Hello, hello. Hello. Uh, no, not just now, sorry. Going to California? <laughs> no, no, not, not, not today. The other way, going to New York, sorry. After I got the car back on the road again, I felt like a fool. Yet the thought of picking him up, of having him sit beside me was unbearable. But at the same time, I felt more than ever unspeakably alone. Maybe I needed some human contact and uh, some comfort food. Hey there, hon. What can I get you to drink? Hello. I would love some coffee. That would definitely help. Sure thing. Do you know what you want to eat yet? We do have an omelet on special today. <laughs> we call it the San Francisco Special. Ooh, sounds great. I love avocados. You do? What are you, from California? <laughs> um, <laughs> what, 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 did, what did you just say? Going, Going to, to California? California? Um, you know what? How about some pancakes? You're the boss. Short stack coming up. I sat in silence in the diner for the rest of my meal. I... What was I supposed to say to the waitress? She would think I was crazy. Maybe I am. No, 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 no. It was just the driving getting to me because I didn't hear anything weird after that. Pancakes were good, though, and I got back on the road. Hour after hour went by. The long fields, the tiny towns. The miles ticked off one by one. Day turned to night. In my gut, though, I knew I was going to see him again. And though I dreaded the sight, I caught myself searching the side of the road, waiting for him to appear. As if... I don't know, like like I was afraid if I missed spotting him, he'd magically appear in the backseat of my car, staring at me in my rear view. I saw him. I know I saw him standing there. Where did he go? Ugh. Hey, just letting you know I'm about to close up. Uh, yeah, okay. I just, uh, I just need something. Um, you, you sell sandwiches and soda here, don't you? Yeah, typically but the grill's already closed down. Got plenty of snacks out front, though. Stuff you might like. That'll work for you. Yeah. Uh, I just need some, some coffee or something, maybe a soda. I'll grab a Coke. All right, you grab whatever you want, but make it quick, buddy. I gotta close up. And, uh, and that beef jerky, too. You all right, pal? You don't look so good. Like you've seen a ghost or something. 5.50. Just a minute ago. Just a minute ago, there was a man standing there, right beside this store. A suspicious-looking man. Uh, I don't, I don't want to freak you out, man. You, you see, I was driving along when I just happened to look there, and there he was. What was he doing? Here's your change. Well, um, nothing. Well, what's so suspicious about nothing? Lots of people stand around this store and do nothing. Doesn't make them bad, does it? You don't understand. I've seen this guy half a dozen times already since I left Brooklyn. I don't understand how he keeps showing up. Maybe he has something to show you. Yeah, maybe you're right. Wait, what did you just say? Perhaps he's here to show you something you need to see. Going to California? The storekeeper looked at me, directly through me, as he said the same words of the hitchhiker. 
I slowly backed out of the store. Have a nice night. Drive safe. I got into the car again after double checking the back seat and drove on. I was beginning to hate this car. But after that stop, outside of the car was no better. If I could have found a place to stop and rest a little. I was in Tennessee, just getting through the Smoky Mountains. The few resort places there were closed. Only an occasional log cabin with dark windows. That's all that broke the monotony of those black woods. I found a rest stop, locked my doors, and climbed into the back seat of the station wagon. I packed a pillow and blanket because Ma never lets me leave without being prepared for any situation. Thanks, Ma. I had seen him at that convenience store. I knew I'd see him again. Maybe at the next exit. When I saw him next, I would run him down. Making that decision was the only reason I was finally able to close my eyes. I woke up the next morning and continued on, but I didn't see him again. I didn't see him until late next afternoon. I got off the interstate, figuring a change of scenery might help. I stopped the car to Sleepy Little Junction just across the border into Oklahoma to let a train pass by. When he appeared across the tracks, leaning against a telephone pole. The red clay of Oklahoma was baking under the southwestern sun, so it's like stupid hot here, okay? Like, you could feel the moisture in your eyes evaporating, and yet, there were spots of fresh rain on his shoulders. I couldn't stand that without thinking. Blindly, I started the car across the tracks. He didn't even look up at me. He was staring at the ground. I stepped on the gas hard, veering the wheels sharply towards him. I could hear the train in the distance now, but I didn't care. Then, something went wrong with the car. It, it stalled right on the tracks. The train was coming closer. I could hear its bell ringing and the cry of its whistle. Still, he stood there. There he looked at me, smiled, and looked down at the ground. That SOB was waiting for me to die. That was what he wanted. Come on, come on, please, please, come on. Well, I frustrated him that time. The starter worked at last. I managed to back up. But when the train passed, he was gone. I was all alone in that breathlessly hot, dry afternoon. After that, I knew I had to do something. I didn't know who this man was. I only knew that from now on, I couldn't be alone on the road for one more minute. Uh, hello there. Like a ride? Well, what do you think? How far are you going? Um, where do you want to go? I'm fixing to get to Amarillo, Texas. I'll drive you there. Well, thanks so much, sweetie. Uh, you mind if I, uh, take off my shoes? My feet are killing Go me. Go right ahead. <sighs> Gee, what a break this is. You hitchhike much? Sure. Only it's tough sometimes in these great open spaces to get a lift. Yeah, I should think it would be. Though I'll bet, if you got a good pickup in a fast car, then you could get places faster than, say, another person in another car. Couldn't you? What do you mean? Well, take me for instance. Suppose I'm I'm driving across the country, say at a nice steady clip about 65 miles an hour. 
Couldn't a girl like you, just standing beside the road waiting for a lift, beat me to town, or any town, provided she got picked up in a car going 80 miles an hour? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, what difference does it oh, make? Uh, no difference. It's, it's just a crazy idea I had sitting here in this car. Oh, you got this fancy Swedish car and you're thinking of things like that. It must be nice. Bless your little heart. Well, what would you do instead? What would I do? Oh, I'd drive all over the country. I'd explore. Go to San Francisco, Force Oregon, see the Pacific Ocean. You know. Ah! Hey, look out! Did you see him too? See who? That man standing beside the barbed wire fence. I didn't see anybody. I, I, I was just, it was just a bunch of cows, a wire fence. No. What do you think you was doing? Trying to run into the barbed wire fence? I'm or... you, there was a man there, a thin gray man with a briefcase in his hand. And I, I was trying to run him down. Run him down? You mean kill him? That's illegal where I come from. But you say you didn't see him back there. You sure? I didn't see a soul. And as far as that's concerned, your little blessed heart. Watch for him the next time. Keep watching. Keep your eyes peeled on the road. He'll turn up again. Many, maybe any minute now. There, look there. Jesus is my savior. How does this door work? I'm getting out of here. Holy mother of Jesus. Did you see him that time? No, I didn't see him that time. And personally, mister, I don't expect never to see him. All I want to do is go on living. You hear me? Sweet, God-blessed living. I don't see how I will very long riding with you. Jesus wept. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't. I, I, I don't know what came over me. Please don't go. So if you'll excuse me there, little sweetie, I'm getting out of here. You you can't go. Listen, how would you like to go to California? I'll drive you to California. Bless your little heart. Seeing pink elephants all the way? No, thanks. Uh-uh. Thanks just the same. Listen, please, just, just one more minute, please. You know what I think you need? Just a good dose of sleep and a very good psychiatrist. Please. There, I got it now. No, you can't go. Please. Don't touch me, you crazy bastard. Let go of me. She ran from me. Like I was some psycho. A few minutes later, I saw a passing truck pick her up. I knew then that I was utterly alone. I was in the middle of nowhere, Texas. There wasn't a car on the road after that truck went by. I tried to figure out what to do. How to get a hold of myself. <sighs> if I could find a place to rest, or even if I could sleep right here in the car for a few hours along the side of the road. I leaned back my seat and I closed my eyes. When I heard footsteps. I looked up and I saw him coming towards me, emerging from the herd of moving steer. Maybe I should have spoken to him then. Fought it out, then and there. Because now he was everywhere. Wherever I stopped, even for a moment, for gas, to check my tires, for a drink of soda, a sandwich, a cup of coffee, he was there. I saw him standing outside the rest stop in Amarillo that night when I dared to slow down. He was sitting near the drinking fountain of a little camping spot just inside the border of New Mexico. He was waiting for me outside the Navajo reservation when I stopped to use the bathroom. I saw him in Albuquerque when I bought gas. I was, I was afraid to stop. I began to drive faster and faster. I was in a, in a daze. 
the great arid mesa country of New Mexico turned into a vast alien landscape, drained of all color in the moonlight. I drove through it feeling small and insignificant. Now he didn't even wait for me to stop. Unless I drove at 85 miles an hour over those endless roads, he waited for me at every other mile. I'd see his figure, shadowless, flitting before me, still in its same attitude over the cold, lifeless ground, flitting over dried up rivers, over broken stones, cast up old glacial upheavals, flitting in that pure cloudless air. I thought of what I had wanted when I started, an adventure that would end in Hollywood opening its arms to me with all of its life and opportunity. I wanted to be an actor with all my heart, but as my vision started to blur from fatigue and fear, I wasn't so sure I'd ever make it to California. I was beside myself when I finally reached Gallup, New Mexico this morning. There's an RV park here, cold almost deserted this time of year. I got out and walked to the payphone. I had the feeling that if only I could speak to someone familiar, someone I loved, I could pull myself together. I'd read somewhere that love could banish demons. It was in the middle of the morning. I knew mom would be home. I pictured her in her pajamas wearing a robe having some coffee, going about her tasks. It'd be enough, I thought, just to hear the even calmness of her voice. Mrs. Adams' residence. Hello? Hello, Ma? This is Mrs. Adams' residence. Who is it wish to speak to, please? What? Who? Who's this? This is Mrs. Winnie. Mrs. Winnie? I don't know any Mrs. Winnie. Is this 555-2028? Yes. Where's my mother? Where's Mrs. Adams? Mrs. Adams is not at home. She's still in the hospital. The hospital? Yes. Who is this calling, please? Is this a member of the family? What's she in the hospital for? She was admitted five days ago. She had a nervous breakdown. But who is this calling? Nervous breakdown? Well, my mother was never nervous. It's all taken place since the death of her only son, Ronald. He was going to be a big actor in the movies, you know. At least that's what she told me before she got the nerve. Death of her... Death of her only son, Ronald? Hey, what is this? What number is this? This is 555-2028. It's all been very sudden. He was killed just six days ago in an automobile accident on the Brooklyn Bridge. Hello? 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 Are you still there? You still haven't said who this is. Are you a relative? Hello? 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 Hello, are you there? Hello? Hello? And so, so I'm sitting here in this deserted RV park in Gallup, New Mexico. I'm trying to think, trying to get a hold of myself. Otherwise, I'm going to go crazy. Outside, it's night. The vast, soulless night of New Mexico. A million stars are in the sky. Ahead of me stretched a thousand miles of empty mesa, mountains, prairies, desert. 
Somewhere among them, he's waiting for me. Somewhere I will know who he is and who I am. Thank you for listening to The Great Geek Refuge's Playcast, The Hitchhiker, by Lucille Fletcher, adapted by Mariah Beachboard, James Rambo, and Mike Lunsford, produced, directed, and edited by Mariah Beachboard, featuring the vocal talents of Mike Lunsford as Ronald Adams, Hazel Williams as Mrs. Adams, Mike Burke, Joseph Kachuk, and Carl Bonebright as the many voices of The Hitchhiker, James Rambo as The Attendant, Jordan Lee Cloud as the waitress, Casey Caracciolo as the storekeeper, Dor as the female hitchhiker, and Tina Leach as Mrs. Winnie. Sound effects by Tina Leach, Mike Lunsford, Mariah Beachboard, and the many, many creative geniuses at Freesound. As for music, you heard Forlorn Nature by Grimher, Countdown by Aries Beats, My Sad Old Heart by the 126ers, Moonshine Town by J.R. Tundra and Local Forecast Elevator by Kevin McLeod, promoted by Mr. Snooze and used under Creative Commons 3.0 license. Special thanks to XX for studio space. This playcast was edited and produced on Audacity. Thank you for listening to the Great Geek Refuge's playcast, The Hitchhiker. Stay tuned to the very end for a special treat. Um, so do it as if you are a demon calling for your best friend in hell. Hello. 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 Oh, that was fun. <laughs> I had an image of a door-to-door salesman. <laughs> That's kind of exactly what I was thinking of just now. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Your automobile is currently out of warranty. God bless. I got more of those calls today. Sorry. I'm having a moment. Um, it's like the IRS calls, you know. I would like to see if I can have both of you do that, but super intimate, like you're not like you're whispering to a lover that you're gonna kill. Not that you would know what that's like, but I would like to hear that from you guys. <laughs> that's it. Direction for the day. All right. Channel the vast personal experience of a serial killer. <laughs> that sob was waiting for me. Oh, that sob. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Sorry.
<laughs> Hello, are you there? Hello? Is this the ghost Hello? of Ronald? Ronald Adams? Hello? Is that you? Is <laughs> a message? I don't like talking to ghosts, especially if I won't listen to my gossip. Hello? <laughs> I have this image of Cookie Monster doing all of the lines for Mrs. Winnie. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That makes me happy. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, I'm just an actor. I'm just reading lines. <laughs>